to the Feel Good Running Podcast. No matter what level runner you are, and whether you prefer road or trail running or both, you will find this podcast informative, motivating, inspiring, and entertaining. We have interesting guests, running-related information, inspirational stories about real runners, and much more. Now, here's your host and a longtime runner himself, Jim Lynch. Aloha, runners. Yeah, it feels really good to say aloha. How are you? I hope you are well. Spring is almost here. We are back on daylight savings time. And we are now entering the start of the peak spring race season. (laughs) Right on. And the best news, we seem to be getting back to normal. Well, it's about time. The mask mandates are now gone. How awesome is that? Don't throw them away. I boxed mine up and keep two spares with me just in case. My name is Jim Lynch and this is episode number 76 of my podcast, Feel Good Running. Last month I acquired the flu virus and it set me back so I promised to have back-to-back week episodes. So this is the second one, had one last week. So here it is and welcome. I'm so glad that you are here. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I have a great episode for you with four motivating and inspiring stories, which we will get to in just a bit. First, you know, these past two years have not been the best of times for all of us. It started with the pandemic, which shut just about everything down for a long, long time. This is something all of us never experienced or even imagined would happen in our lifetime. It's been a rough ride. And it shut down the running world. Virtual races were everywhere, which is how some races survived. And live races were almost non-existent. Then we went through some sad and ugly times in our country with the election and childish political name-calling. And then the shocking January 6th insurrection. And now we are experiencing a devastating war in Ukraine, which is very, very sad and scary for the entire world. Nobody knows where this is going, what Russia will do next, and if and when it will end. My sincere condolences to all of those suffering in Ukraine. So unnecessary. And our country is now experiencing inflation and a downtrend in the stock market. And though I'm not political and do not want this podcast to be political, I must say I cannot watch the news anymore. Tired of all the negativity, propaganda, and especially the lies, the blatant lies. And I'm phasing out of social media except to promote running. This is for my personal sanity, and I'll not mention it again. I just wish for things in the world to become peaceful and harmonious. There is just way too much negativity. So that is why it's wonderful that we are runners. The running community spreads volumes of positivity. Our running community comes together in so many healthy ways. And I'm grateful to live in a country where we can run free without worry. I hope it'll always be this way. To be honest, I'm not sure how I personally would have gotten through the past two years without running. It's my life. Well, moving on, it's amazing all the live races that are finally taking place. So far this year, Disney World, Houston, Maui Oceanfront Marathon, Arizona Rock and Roll Marathon, Las Vegas Rock and Roll Half, 
Mercedes Marathon in Birmingham, Alabama, and Little Rock, Arkansas Marathon are just to name a few. They are all back and strong. And next week is the ASICS LA Marathon. Last year's race was in November. Wow. (laughs) Putting this major marathon on again in just a little over four months? Kudos to the LA Marathon Race Organization. I hope it's a success. And next month, the Boston Marathon returns at its normal date. And of course, there are many, many, many more marathons, half marathons, and local races. It's so nice to have them all back live. Man, it's been a long time. And as I've been mentioning in the past couple episodes, the Maui Marathon will be live and held on Sunday, April 24th. I am the course director for this year's event, and we are ready to go. Even with the two-year hiatus due to the pandemic, our registrations are coming in strong. So close your eyes for a minute. Just kind of sit back and close your eyes and relax and think about the beautiful ocean warm sun, amazing views, relaxing on the beach with your toes in the sand, delicious food, hiking, running, paddleboarding, kayaking, snorkeling, and maybe even see a few final whales as the season closes out. All this in paradise. Okay? How does that feel? Now open your eyes and go to MauiMarathon.com on your computer. As a listener to the Feel Good Running podcast, you can receive a 25% discount off registration for either the marathon or half marathon. Just enter the code FEELGOODRUNNING25. Now, it's case sensitive and all lowercase, so be careful. It's lowercase. Remember that. This does not apply to the marathon relay, 10K, or 5K races. So just think about the wonderful vacation you could have, all right? I hope to see you out there. Okay, runners, let's get to this episode's inspirational and motivating running news stories. Enjoy. Searching anywhere and everywhere? Get ready, because it's time for this episode's inspirational feel-good running news. It's March, and that means the winter doldrums that set in for some of us for some time is coming to an end. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Spring is just about here. And this past weekend, we are back in daylight savings time. Oh, I'll tell you what. I dislike when we are on standard time from November to March. And I hope this goes away sometime in my lifetime. So far, March has been a weather roller coaster here in Denver with crazy temperature extremes like 70 degrees one day, followed by below zero temperatures the next. One day, people are out playing volleyball in shorts and t-shirts. And then the next day, they're digging out of a five to eight inch snowfall. It's crazy. It makes your head spin. And I'll tell you what, I am so tired of brushing the snow off my car. And there's been Saturdays with my running group, Runner's Edge of the Rockies, where the temperature at the start was 7 to 10 degrees. And I'm telling you, that's not fun. Now, those of us who live in states with actual four seasons long for the warmer days of spring and the hot days of summer. Hopefully not ridiculously hot since I'm not a fan of running in the heat. But don't let the gray skies get you down. 
try to stay focused on your running program and fitness goals to keep you going. Enjoy the joy of running in cooler weather. I do. That's the only thing I like about winter is running in cooler weather. So I like to continuously share advice from the experts to help us improve our running and provide new ways to mix up our routines. So now I will pass on some advice from one of the running world's top experts, Steve Magnus. Steve is a coach and has some great tips for all of us when it comes to running and, well, everyday life. Steve writes, speaks, and coaches on health and human performance. He is also a performance coach working with athletes, entrepreneurs, executives, and teams on mental skills development. Steve also works with professional teams in the NBA and MLB and numerous Olympic athletes. Steve partners with Brad Stahlberg, an internationally known researcher, writer, and coach on human performance, well-being, and sustainable success. They are the brains behind the growth equation, which is a practice that redefines success as an ongoing path of peak performance, fulfillment, and well-being. It starts with a strong base of physical health, mental health, and community. In his latest article published in Canadian Running, which, by the way, is a great website, and I have a link to it in this episode's show notes at feelgoodrunning.com, Steve offers what he entitles the best running advice you'll ever receive. While the article specifies running advice, it goes beyond what you might expect and gives you some practical pointers for living your best life. He emphasizes that to improve, you have to master the basics. In a recent Twitter thread, he argues that if you want to be good at anything, nailing the basics will get you 99% of the way there. Steve begins his argument by highlighting society's obsession with quick fixes, noting the harm done by purveyors of scientific misinformation, diet cults, hacking culture, and those that believe that there's only one optimal way to work out. Steve tells us that there is no quick fix or easy way to build good health and ultimate fitness. He argues that while the fundamentals of consistent training and hard work may not be sexy, they are simple and make it difficult for people to implement. People want a quick fix instead of constant practice of the basics. Steve says that's why so many people buy supplements to improve their strength, but so few do squats two times a week for months, if not years on end. You know what? I'm going to start doing squats. That is an exercise that will really improve your running. So what do the basics look like in practice? Magnus breaks them down into two sections, principles for physical health, fitness, nutrition, mental health, and cognitive performance. His first tip, move your body often, sometimes hard, because every bit counts. His second piece of advice is to avoid foods wrapped in plastic because heavily processed food often lose much of their nutritional value. He adds that according to research, the only accurate indicator of whether or not a diet will work for you is if you stick with it. So that diet's actual type of breakdown is not actually all that important. Now, getting seven to nine hours of sleep every night is his third piece of advice. And he notes that sleep is the best performance enhancer there is. Magnus also offers two general rules surrounding sleep. 
try hard to get to sleep, and don't freak out if you can't. His last two pieces of advice for physical health and performance are not smoking or seeking help in quitting if you already do. And of course, avoiding excess amounts of alcohol. Both are associated with severe chronic diseases, including several cancers. I'd say 99% of the runners are non-smokers. And if I personally see a runner smoking, it really bothers me. And I hate the smell. However, many of us runners are beer drinkers. And going out for a beer after a run with my running friends is a joy. A happy place in my life. And yes, we do drink responsibly we have some amazing conversations. Now, that's an evening thing. Of course, after a nice morning run with the running group and going out for breakfast afterward, man, there's nothing like it. And finally, Steve encourages anyone to get help if they need it and spend more time engaging in real-life activities instead of the virtual world online. His last three pieces of advice to runners if they want to improve their mental health and cognitive performance are reading books, working in intervals to focus on single tasks, following deep work with rest, and spending time in nature. When I lived in Maui, I can honestly say that I spent quite a bit of time in nature, soaked in the beauty daily, how could you not, grateful for the beautiful weather, which is amazing, the ability to be outdoors and active, and the disconnect from the world. As a result, I felt more at peace. So my decision to move back to Denver two years ago is a constant daily back and forth debate in my head with no resolution. All I seem to come up with are the insightful words of the legendary band, The Clash. Should I stay or should I go? In the show notes, I put a link to Steve's summary article that includes his Twitter feed and a link to the entire article, plus a link to Steve and Brad's website to learn more about the growth equation. It's pretty cool and got me thinking a lot about getting simply back to the basics. Check it out. Our culture and society places a lot of pressure on us to strive for perfection. As runners, the images we often see of athletes portray tall, slim, buff men and women. You know, the stereotypical images of a, quote, runner's body. This can be daunting for those of us that don't fall into that category. And sometimes it can be really discouraging for those that are trying to be runners, even though they may not fit the mold of the fabulous supermodel runners we see in a lot of media. And I'll tell you, not a lot of us fit into that mold. And I'm certainly not a male supermodel runner. And for that matter, not a supermodel. And I'm questioning if I'm even a runner. Just kidding. I am a runner. So I recently ran across a movement started by Runner's World to help us squash this myth and celebrate running while it's de-emphasizing the popular notion of the runner's body. Welcome to Running is for every body, a campaign to encourage all of us to run, no matter what we look like. The movement is designed to push all of us past what it looks like and focus on what it feels like. I love how Runner's World tags it. They say, at Runner's World, we passionately believe that running is for everybody, and that means every 
body. Their mission is to open up the joys and rewards of this wonderful sport to all and help build a stronger, more inclusive runner's world. What they've heard from many is that running can sometimes be super intimidating, that it needs to be more of an inclusive sport. What they've learned by listening was that many people feel that the bar to join the sport is just too high. They heard stories from people that made them aware that for some, the perception that their bodies don't fit the traditional mold of a runner can be a barrier to participation and enjoyment. It can mean some don't feel they are a part of the running community, don't feel comfortable calling themselves runners, or worst of all, don't feel able to take those first steps. Now, in my opinion, this is all BS. Running is for everyone, and just reading this irritates me. Go watch a local running race, 10K, 5K. Go watch a marathon. Look at the people that are running by. Runners come in all shapes and sizes. Come on, man, where is all this BS coming from? So for anyone worried that what they see in the mirror doesn't match what they believe they've been told a runner should look like, Runner's World has a clear message. If you have a body, whatever size and shape it is, and you run, no matter how fast or how far, then you have a runner's body. Right on. Those of you listening and think you do not have the assumed runner's body, be proud. I've been running for many, many years, and believe me, I do not have the assumed runner's body, and I have accomplished a lot. I have seen runners in all shapes and sizes, and on a personal note, each year at the Maui Marathon, I like to be at the finish line coordinating things, and I get choked up when runners without the assumed runner's body cross the finish line, becoming very emotional, realizing they achieved something they never thought possible. And I personally know runners without the assumed runner's body that are amazing runners. They're fast. I am proud of anyone, no matter what shape or size, that are out there running. It makes me very proud to be a part of this amazing sport. I think this is such a positive step to help us all understand the actual challenges of building inclusivity in the running community. I'm including a link to the information in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com for this episode, where you can learn more and read about some people who are sharing their inspiring stories about their struggles and triumphs in their effort to build body confidence. One woman shared a story that was particularly moving to me. Meet Claire Thomas. Claire does not like running in daylight, so she times her runs to end by the time the sun has risen. She said, I'm anxious about what I look like when I run. I don't like running in the light, but I also won't run in the evening due to more people being out and about. In fact, Claire was so self-conscious that she stopped running completely. She said, I used to run, but we had photos taken of us running at my old running club, and it was so upsetting to see those photos. And also due to having hypermobility syndrome, my gait isn't the best. She went on to add, I miss the natural high you get, whether it's from a one mile or a six mile run. 
but I feel I won't ever improve or get quicker or break 30 minutes for three miles due to my weight. I'm back to square one and am attempting to push myself to get back out there, especially as I have put on more weight. Since speaking to Runner's World and learning about their campaign, Claire has been inspired to lace up her trainers again, although she's still not confident enough to head out at any other time than pre-sunrise. But she did say that it's been great going out running again, and it really helps with my hypermobility syndrome, especially as the mornings are dark enough to run in. A huge shout out to Runner's World for starting this movement to reach out and include everyone with every body type to join in our sport. In all my races, I've seen people of every running level and body type out there, but still, there are those that don't have the ability to overcome the struggle with body confidence. Be sure to click on the article in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com for this episode and find more stories about the confidence it takes to overcome the pain and struggle some runners go through to feel like they are runners. I think you'll be as moved as I was to hear their stories. And if you are listening to this and you don't feel confident about how you look, Don't worry about it. Just go out there and do it. Man, I'll tell you what. I'm out there and I see you. I'm going to cheer you on because I'm damn proud of you. Sometimes it pays to start out small and slow. At least that's the mantra for a runner I heard about who lives in New Hampshire. Her name is Alyssa Anderson, and she didn't start out being a runner. She never ran at all until she was in her 30s. Alyssa never even thought about running as a sport she wanted to take up. But one day, a friend encouraged her to join in a run around a local track in her town of Claremont. At first, she declined, but then decided to start with a walk around the track. That led to a run around the track, then another lap, and then another. Her friend kept hounding her to sign up for a six-mile obstacle course run. Of course, she declined. But her friend was so persistent that Alyssa decided she would agree to what was her very first race if she could run two miles. She did it, and then she was hooked. One race led to another, and fast forward seven years and thousands of miles on roads and trails later, Alyssa, now 45, was on the starting line in late November 2021 for the JFK 50 Miler in Maryland, one of the oldest and most competitive ultra marathons in the country. I personally have several friends that ran the JFK 50. The route begins in Boonesboro, Maryland, has 3,000 feet elevation gain, and includes 15 miles on the rocky and rugged terrain of the Appalachian Trail. She finished in 7 hours, 39 minutes, good for 78th overall among 1,038 finishers, 13th among women, and 3rd for Masters women ages 40 and older. My gosh, it's amazing. But a lot of patience and persistence guided Alyssa over the seven years as she grew into the sport. For the first four years after she took up running at age 38, Alyssa raced distances between 5K and half marathons. She said, when I started running with my friend, 
and she thought I could run six miles. I thought, no way. I can't even run two miles. But from two, then six, and when I got to a half marathon, I didn't think I could do more than that. I did nothing longer than a half marathon. I really enjoyed it, and I did well for my age group. Along the way, Alyssa decided that she needed professional guidance to help her step up her game. At this point, she didn't have the 50-mile race in her sight, but she felt the need to figure out how to run faster after starting slowly and working her way up. Enter Josh Fields of Putney, Vermont, the owner and coach of Miles and Mountains Coaching. With Josh's coaching advice, Alyssa began running more miles each day and adding speed work. Josh wrote her training program and Alyssa gradually increased her daily and weekly mileage. Finally, the five or six mile daily run grew to 10 miles or more. That's when she decided to amp up the effort and set her sights on one of the ultimate ultra marathons, the JFK 50 miler in Maryland. In preparation, Alyssa planned for her first marathon in the spring of 2020. When COVID canceled the event, she did it virtually and her husband provided support with food and drink on his bicycle, and Alyssa finished in just over three hours. Then she focused on the Alter Marathon. 50-mile run sounds daunting, but Alyssa said training is where the confidence to complete the distance is gained and earned. She put it this way, It happens in training when you realize you can go a certain distance. A lot has to do with the process of trusting your body and trusting your coach. When you can string together, say, a Saturday run of 26 miles, then 14 on Sunday, and all the miles in a week, then you trust your body. And then you know you can do it in a day. She went on to say, I remind myself running is a gift and it's not something I want to take for granted. Other people don't have the health or the ability. So when I run, it is an expression of gratitude. I like the way I feel when I run. It just reminds me of all the things I'm thankful for and the freedom to be outside and experience the seasons throughout the year. I'm very impressed by Alyssa and others who don't even know they love running. And then one day, bam, they make the ultimate discovery. Running is more than putting one foot in front of the other. It's life-changing and it's a gift. Running is for those like Alyssa who feel the power of the run and consider it an honor. I know I feel privileged to step out each day and chase the feeling only running can generate, the sense of complete freedom and satisfaction. I too feel the reward because I'm grateful and feel very lucky that my body gives me the daily gift of the run. And you should too. Awesome job, Alyssa. Keep rocking it. And finally, a major shout out to Tampa, Florida State Trooper, Tony Shuck. On March 6th, the Skyway 10K was underway. A drunk driver was driving erratically and sped through traffic cones and road closures on Interstate 275. The drunk driver was headed directly toward the part of the 10K course where thousands of runners were participating. The speeding vehicle was going at approximately 70 miles per hour when Trooper Shuck used her patrol vehicle to stop the driver, resulting in a violent crash. Both survived. Trooper Shuck said, I was the last officer. 
I knew it was me. If it wasn't me to get her to stop, then who? Her heroic, selfless actions saved lives and prevented what could have been an unimaginable catastrophic event. Trooper Shuck is a 26-year veteran of the Highway Patrol and is a mother of two and a wife of a sergeant with the Pasco County Sheriff's Office. Trooper Shuck is taking time off now of work and will continue to work as a Highway Patrol trooper. However, she did say she's not sure she could have stayed with the job if the drunk driver had made it past her. Oh, my gosh. As a runner, I so appreciate Trooper Shuck's bravery and concern for the protection of runners. And as a race director myself, I appreciate all the police that helps out in our events, ensuring the safety of all of our runners. And I know that all the runners appreciate you. My gosh, I keep looking at that video, which you can read the article and see the video in the show notes at feelgoodrunning.com for this episode. And it just brings chills throughout my body every time I watch it. And I just am so amazed that Trooper Shuck was willing to give up her life to save others. Just a, just a remarkable, remarkable woman. And again, as a race director, safety is the number one concern. Nothing else matters except for safety. That's numero uno. And all race directors worry that something like this can happen. And, and Trooper Shuck saved so many lives. And uh, you're a rock star. And all of us runners, thank you from the bottom of our heart. You're just, just amazing. Well, I hope you enjoyed these inspirational and motivating running stories. I learned so much about running and runners as I researched these stories and hope you get something out of them also. And I'm sure you do. So master the basics of running and know that running is for everybody. And how about Alyssa Anderson that went from zero running to the JFK 50 and placed 78. And when I'm supervising the course at this year's Maui Marathon events on Sunday, April 24th, I will be thinking all the time of Rockstar Florida State Trooper Tony Shuck and her bravery protecting and saving runners' lives. I know the fine Maui Police Department officers that are involved in our race this year will be out there in full force protecting all of our runners. You all are amazing. Okay, runners, it's time for this episode's motivational quote. And I'm going to sway a little bit away from the running quotes and dedicate this one to Trooper Tony Shuck. She more than deserves the mention. And it is from Brandon Maul. In short, heroism means doing the right thing regardless of the consequences. And one more time. In short, heroism means doing the right thing regardless of the consequences. And again, State Trooper Tony Shuck could have been killed doing the right thing. So thank you. All right, runners, that's it for this episode. Thank you for listening. I appreciate it. And if you can do me a solid, a fave, a something, something by sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms and in your Facebook running groups, I would very much appreciate it. And I do hope you enjoy my podcast. It gives me tremendous joy to bring it to you. Well, as I always say, 
Be kind to everyone, even if some are not kind to you. It makes you, others, and this world a much better place. You all rock. Peace. Thank you for listening to this episode. Please consider sharing this podcast with your running friends and on your social media platforms. To access the show notes that included all the resources and links for this episode and to access past episodes, go to feelgoodrunning.com. Until next time, keep motivated, keep focused, and keep on running. It is sure to make you, well, feel good.